So you'll have to forgive my microphone placement, but I needed a clear line of sight on this because yeah, some shit's going down. Yeah, serious shit. And I'm not talking about Hunter Biden, although I'll get to him too. This is Newsdesk, part of the Closing Tag Network. So what I'm saying, or what I'm trying to say, when I say serious shit's going down, is this news article that I pulled up earlier today from NPR, one of the few news sources in this country that I actually trust, that includes CNN. Um, former Trump campaign attorney Rudy Giuliani. I like how they didn't refer to him as the former mayor of New York City. Has been ordered to pay a staggering $148 million to two former Georgia election workers where he, splied, he spread lies about following the 2020 election. So what's going on with this? Basically what happened was right after the 2020 election, two things went down in Georgia. No, the devil didn't go down to Georgia. He wasn't looking for a soul to steal. We venture off that rabbit hole for a second. No, what happened was uh, there were some election conspiracy lies spread by both Giuliani and Donald Trump. That was one of the two alleged incidents that ended up happening uh, following the election in Georgia. The second, as the cat has decided to say hi, hi, um, the second is alleged incident that this hasn't been confirmed yet, but this news doesn't help Donald Trump's case in this case. Um, <clears throat> the second incident was that uh, Donald Trump basically tried to intimidate the Secretary of State of Georgia to find uh, a, a set number of votes, which just happened to be the set number of votes that he lost by in Georgia during 2020. So continuing this story, the decision on Friday, which is the day that I'm filming this right now, uh, comes at the end of a week-long federal civil trial in Washington, D.C., where an eight-person jury heard from the workers, uh, Wandrea Shea Moss, I know I'm butchering that name, and her mother, Ruby Freeman, about how 2020 election conspiracies threat spread by both Giuliani and former President Donald Trump turned their lives upside down. Moss said during her testimony on Tuesday, I was afraid for my life. I literally felt that someone would attempt to hang me and there was nothing anybody could do about it. That, boys and girls, is called witness tampering. Jurors heard numerous violent and racist e voicemails the women received after Giuliani used his massive platform 
as a campaign attorney for Trump to spread lies about their actions as election workers in Georgia. In the time after voting ended in 2020, Giuliani shared video from an absentee ballot counting facility in Fulton County, which is where everything went down, which he falsely claimed showed the two women cheating and scanning ballots multiple times to benefit Joe Biden. That was then disputed and uh, discredited um, by numerous court um, by numerous court uh, justices and whatnot. So why is this a big deal? Why is this, you know, potentially damning for Donald Trump? Well, it basically confirms what one of the four indictments against Trump is about. And that is about him potentially, you know, trying to rig the election in Georgia so that he could steal those electoral votes from that state to help his cause in winning the 2020 election. So, two things. One, this confirms that we need to get rid of the Electoral College altogether. Sorry, not sorry, but it needs to be said. You know, leave it to a popular vote and not some archaic bullshit that was orchestrated by this country back when slaves were still a thing. Two, this confirms everything that has been said about Donald Trump and about the whole Stop the Steal campaign and everything that's been going on uh, that led to one of the four indictments. So this kind of ties into one of the other things that's been going on, and that is the whole, um, I'm going to pull it up here real quick. So there is a, oh, what is it that I heard about? Um, like it was like the Supreme Court hearing. There is supposed to be some sort of Supreme Court Sorry, I'm kind of trying to figure out. Here we go. So this was back on Wednesday, the, tw the 13th. So the Supreme Court said on that day, <coughs> sorry, that it will consider whether part of a federal obstruction law can be used to prosecute some of the rioters involved in the January 6th, uh, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. How the Supreme Court defines how the obstruction law can be used related to the attack 
could impact hundreds of criminal cases, even the pending case against former President Donald Trump, who is also charged with obstructing an official proceeding. The specific issue in the case involves a catch-all provision of a federal criminal statute that makes it a crime for anyone who, quote, otherwise obstructs, influences, or impedes any official proceeding, end quote, and what the government must prove with regard to the intent of the January 6th rioters. So basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out why people were storming the Capitol on that day, on January 6th, 2021. I think it was pretty blatantly obvious what those rioters were trying to accomplish. The Justice Department has used the charge as the cornerstone of many of the more serious capital riot cases where defendants were outspoken about their desire to stop Congress's certification of President Joe Biden's electoral college win or were instrumental in the physical breach of the Capitol. Joseph Fisher, the man at the center of the case, was charged with multiple federal crimes for his role in the January 6th attack. Now, one of the things that I am a little concerned about is that a lot of the guys that are currently on that bench in the Supreme Court are people that Trump has either appointed or supported. But if you really think about it, there were numerous judges throughout the US, like lower district court judges, that Trump appointed during his four years as president. And when the time came for him to call in favors from them to kind of tinker a little bit with the uh, recount on some of the critical election votes, they flat out said, no, we're not going to do that. Of course, that could be a lot more different than this case coming up with the January 6th riders. There could be some issues with one of those indictments. Now, if you recall, there are four indictments, or there were four indictments against Donald Trump um, coming in to everything that's been going on. And those four indictments basically are as follows. Uh, the first one that was uh, levied against Trump was obviously the uh, Stormy Daniels case. That's pretty much been uh, concluded um, as far as like the civil case is concerned. The second one, I believe, let me pull it up actually. 
I'm doing all this in real time, which I probably should have been doing this before I hopped on, but uh, yeah, the joys of live. Um, oh, this is interesting. Like I said, the joys of live, uh, live uh, podcasting. Anyway, so the first indictment was falsifying business records in the first degree, 34 counts, and that's in regards to Stormy Daniels. Uh, the second one was willful retention of national defense information, which was 32 counts, and one count each of false statements and representations, conspiracy to obstruct justice, withholding a document or record, corruptly concealing or a document or record, concealing a document in federal investigation. Jesus, there's more. Uh, scheme to conceal false statements and representations. False statements and representations. Oh, that's Donald Trump's cohorts. Never mind. Um, yeah. has a lot. And that's regarding him having classified documents and lying about having classified documents at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. The election interference, which kind of ties into the whole Rudy Giuliani case. Um, actually, no, that's Fulton County. That's, uh, that's that one. Never mind. So that's an entirely different... Uh, Fulton County is an entirely different uh, indictment. The election interference apparently is regarding the January 6th riots. So right now, Donald Trump is still looking at two very damning um, indictments that could have a significant impact. Now, the one thing that I think these people probably need to keep an eye on is, and I'm not really terribly concerned about Trump running for office. I'm more concerned about um, I'm more concerned about, you know, someone like Nikki Haley or you know, what's his douche? The guy that was caught. What was it that he was caught doing? I forget. It was during like a Zoom call and he, was, he had like either Elon Musk or Alex Jones or both. Yeah, Alex Jones is back in the news, by the way. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a presidential candidate for the Republicans. And he was caught doing something inappropriate uh, on a Zoom call with Alex Jones and Elon Musk. But I don't remember. I, and I don't have the energy to look that up right now. So I'm just going to drop it there. Um, I'm more concerned about what would happen if one of them got in. Because we know Nikki Haley is a huge Trumper. We know that uh, 
Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, is a huge Trumper and kind of a dickbag himself. Either one of those guys could potentially uh, throw a monkey wrench on everything if they don't act quickly. And by they, I mean the people in charge of these indictments, the prosecution. Because never forget, the reason why Richard Nixon never spent a single day in jail for Watergate is because Gerald Ford, after he took office for Richard Nixon, pardoned Richard Nixon on all counts. So that's going to be something to keep a very close eye on. And then there's the whole Hunter Biden situation, which I said I would get back to him, and I am now. So there is some interesting developments going on with Mr. Biden, and I don't mean the president. And this is coming from the Associated Press. This is another news source that I trust. <clears throat> certainly more than CNN. Hunter Biden on Wednesday, December 13th, defied a congressional subpoena to appear privately for a deposition before Republican investigators as dogs bark in the background who have been digging into his business dealings. So basically what's going on, Biden's already been indicted. Hunter Biden, I mean, not the president. Um, you have to keep in mind that's a very clear distinction. Republicans are going after Hunter Biden, not President Joe Biden. Keep that in mind. Uh, the younger Biden slammed the GOP issued subpoena for a closed door testimony arguing that information from those interviews can be selectively leaked and manipulated. That is true. And knowing Republicans and knowing Fox News, that's exactly what would happen. He's a smart man. So basically what he's saying is that I'm willing to come into court and I'm willing to come into Congress and I'm willing to testify and I'm willing to face these charges head on, but I'm not willing to do it on your terms. I'm not willing to do it behind closed doors where you can manipulate and leak information or completely make up bullshit to the public where they don't know what's going on. I want it behind open doors and with cameras in there so the public can see what's going on and how you people operate. That's smart. And that's something that I think needs to be addressed. Because, yeah, uh, there's some pretty damning... Uh, charges for hunter biden as far as business dealings and whatnot and i think that he does in fact need to
face these charges head on and you know kind of really address some of the things that have been going on and why Congress has a hard on trying to get him in jail and potentially get his father in trouble. That is probably the biggest thing. I don't think any of this with Hunter Biden would even be happening right now if Joe Biden wasn't running for re-election against Donald Trump. I don't think that Congress is doing everything they can to try and manipulate this whole situation and using Fox News to distort and make up bullshit about Joe Biden's involvement in all of this if he weren't running for re-election. And that is the biggest reason why I think he needs to step away. There's too much going on right now, and there's too much at stake. I think that uh, the possibility of Donald Trump winning is very real and very scary. And only by prolonging this inevitable he is Biden is only improving Trump's chances. So I know he's not going to do it. And I know he's not, he has too much pride in that old body of his to step away and not seek reelection. But I think he needs to step away and not seek reelection. Give the nomination, the, the, the Democratic nomination, to Kamala Harris or someone else. Because this could have a significant impact. I don't see Congress playing ball on Hunter Biden's uh, terms. I don't see Hunter Biden backing down from this and the more that the two sides come to a stalemate the more damning it's going to be in a lot of people's eyes to hunter biden and by proxy to joe biden and the more the moderate vote is going to swing more towards trump and not biden so with that i think Kamala Harris is probably going to need to step up and be basically the Democratic nominee, nominee, the front runner. I think there's too much at stake to trust anybody that is involved with Hunter Biden right now. I think that there's too much at stake right now to trust Hillary Clinton again. And honestly, as much as I like the guy, I don't think Bernie Sanders has much of a chance at this point. I think he's better, better served staying where he is as a senator and trying to affect change on that level 
instead of trying to run for election for president again. And I don't see anybody from the Republican side doing the right thing, especially not Donald Trump. This year, this election that's coming up is going to be critical and it saddens and frustrates and irritates the shit out of me to see that we as a nation are not demanding better. And it's not that I oppose to the job that Joe Biden has done. That's not what this is about. It's not that I'm opposed to what Joe Biden has done as president. I think in retrospect, he's done as good a job of cleaning up the economy and our democracy as any human being could possibly be asked to do. But I think that in the long run, it's going to affect things more if he didn't step away. And again, nothing against his service record because he's done a tremendous job, not just as president, but even under Barack Obama as vice president. And forgive my phone for going off there for just a second. I forgot to put it on mute. Um, so all of that said, I will use this time now at the end of this episode to let you know that if you're listening to this on Spotify, leave a review. Let me know how the new format's coming along. Um, it's been a cut about a week, week and a half since I changed the format of the podcast up a little bit. Uh, so let me know how it's coming with across for you guys. Uh, if you're on Facebook, like, comment, share. Uh, maybe not share with your crazy uncles or anybody that supports Trump. It's like that South Park meme. If Donald Trump supporters think they're going to get a decent podcast by hearing this, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, if you're on YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications. Theoretically, people that have the notification turned on should be notified right away when a new episode drops. That doesn't always mean that's gonna be the case, but I like to live in hope. Kinda of like how I'm doing with this democracy right now. So I will catch you guys until next time or catch you guys next time. And until then, as I always say, remember to include your closing tags. Thanks.